0: Welcome to our weekly three-minute therapy podcast. And I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein, clinical psychologist, author of Three-Minute Therapy, and co-author with Mick Berry, who's going to be joining us um, on Stage Fright. And it's using REBT to address performance anxiety, and R-E-B-T is Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy. It was devised by Albert Ellis in the 1950s and it dramatically changed the course of psychotherapy from the more traditional therapy of uh, talking about your childhood and early problems to the now very popular cognitive behavior type therapies. Albert Ellis wrote over 80 books. You could always find uh, an interesting book of his applied to different emotional problems. And uh, I'll be joined by Nick Berry. And our guest today is Aldo Pucci. Aldo is an REBT therapist whose brand is called RLT, Rational Living Therapy. Uh, And Aldo does a supervision group. If uh, you're a therapist and you'd like to join the supervision group, it's generally Mondays at, is it 1 p.m. Eastern time, Aldo? Uh,
1: 2 p.m. Eastern.
0: 2 p.m. Eastern time. And I've been going to those. They're really helpful, really great. Okay, today uh, we're going to be discussing the idea of traumatic experiences, if they exist. They're very, it's a very common topic among therapists. Therapists like to go back to your childhood and so-called traumatic experiences. And, um, uh, Aldo, did you want to say anything else about yourself?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, I'm uh, president of the National Association of Cognitive Behavioral Therapists and, uh, and, um, you know, we conduct trainings and seminars and workshops and, and uh, like Michael said, provide supervision uh, as well. And, um, and uh, the, the issue of trauma, uh, so-called trauma comes up often in, in uh, trainings, even trainings that have nothing to do with the topic of trauma. Somehow that topic seems to come up, especially uh-huh. nowadays, yeah, for sure.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's interesting. And you've written a couple of books, Aldo, is that correct?
1: Oh, yes. Um, the Client's Guide to Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, which is a um, sort of companion manual uh, for the client in therapy. Uh, follows the course of therapy and, and uh, provides uh, self-help assignments between sessions. Uh, and uh, the self-help version of that book called uh, Feel the Way You Want to Feel No Matter What.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. sounds great. Sounds great. So I'll take a first shot at the concept of um, traumatic experiences, and then both of you please join in at any point. And uh, I, I think uh, the phrase traumatic experiences misunderstands how emotions work. Um, uh, presumably traumatic, the, word, the term traumatic experience means an experience you have that you upset yourself about it, and the fancy word that sometimes uses, traumatize yourself about it. So it's not the experience that leads to your upsetness or trauma, but it's what you tell yourself about the experience, and different people can have the same experience and feel very differently about it. So uh, so traumatic experience is really a misnomer. Um, Aldo, did you have anything you wanted to uh, give us your perspective on that? Sure, sure.
1: Well, um, first of all, yeah, the the uh, the term traumatic experience, um, I agree with you, Michael. Implies that the um, the experience itself, the situation, uh, the event, is what caused uh, the reaction that is labeled trauma. So uh, the reason I have this trauma, so to speak, as, as, as people often describe it, uh, is because I had this traumatic experience that caused this trauma. Now, sometimes what people will do is, um, call the event itself the trauma. Uh, I've noticed that a lot. Um, so, um, I experienced trauma, you know, in, in the event itself. Whereas, uh, so, um, And the interesting thing about this is, is even, I I hear this even more from therapists than I do uh, clients. Um, You know, the DSM years ago, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, which is really the billing uh, manual for mental health professionals. Yeah. uh, Right.
0: That's why it exists. That's the only use it has. (laughs) That's that's it. That's right.
1: Yeah. There are two reasons why it exists. One is because psychiatrists and medical doctors and and they wanted diagnoses just like all other medical doctors, and uh, two so that they could bill for what they they do. You know, mental health professionals could, but but for um, the diagnosis of PTSD, um, uh, one of the criterion was that what you experienced had to be uh, out of the ordinary uh, or unusual. Um, but uh, today, um, if someone if some, I, I hear people say, well, he called me this name and I was traumatized. You know, <laughs> so, so even the, the uniqueness of it or the um, um, uh, the unexpected nature of it uh, seems to um, uh, that requirement seems to have have disappeared. And, um, and so what they're really focused on is how, the person is feeling. And what trauma really is, I I believe, uh, is just a, like like I said, a misnomer for high anxiety. Uh, A person is making themselves very anxious about something that they experienced and, um, or or they they made themselves very anxious at that time. And then the reason they continue to feel very anxious is, is because they haven't learned how not to make themselves anxious when they think about it. And also, they're afraid that something like that will occur again. Um, and so, as long as they fear that um, and they think the likelihood uh, is uh, significant, then they will make themselves anxious over it, reminders of it. So, then you have the flashbacks, so to speak, uh, which are just memories. Um, and, um, but, but there's a lot of anxiety. Um, there's a, a highly anxious reaction to that imagery because of the thinking, the very fearful thinking about it. Um, but yet somehow this is a, a, as if it were a different experience than what anyone else experiences who thinks about something is reminded about something that um, they um, upset themselves about, you know, but, but somehow these are flashbacks, you know, and, and um so, so, like you said, Michael, I, I, I really believe part of the, one of the main problems with this whole idea of traumatic experience is uh, it's a misunderstanding of how our emotions actually work and that uh, we believe there is no such thing as an objectively traumatic experience. If there were such thing as an objectively uh, trauma-inducing experience, then everyone would react the same way uh, if they were exposed to that uh, type of uh, situation. Um, but now, are we surprised if people within a given society uh, react uh, very anxiously to certain events? Uh, no, because of, of learning and, and some things are, are more common in, in some societies than others. Uh, some things are, are more um, to be expected in some societies than others. And, uh, and so there, there, there's no doubt there are some things that will get our attention more, uh, might um, lead to confusion more because we, it's hard to believe that what's occurring is actually occurring. Uh, but the event itself isn't causing the anxiety, it's, it's our fearful thinking about it. And I'm very thankful for that fact. <laughs> yeah,
0: right, exactly. Mick, did you want to get a word in edgewise
2: there? Well, I think that uh, traumatic experiences or trauma, it's become the in vogue term probably the past five years and it's being used more and more. And also PTSD. George Carlin did a very funny bit about this. You know, the term for sh- soldiers coming out of battle and being wigged out has always changed after world war one it was shell shocked and then uh, after vietnam it was combat fatigue and now it's ptsd you know and so it, it. i forget the point he was making at the time but it's always changed you know we have to come up with a new term to make it valid for today's generation and and aldo said it's aldo right sorry right, right. yeah aldo uh, Aldo said you know uh, there was something there where he said we believe that trauma doesn't cause us to be upset i'd like to amend that aldo and say we don't it isn't something we believe it's something we observe rebt or cognitive therapists observe that trauma doesn't cause us to be or the event doesn't cause us to feel trauma it's the way we think about the event so it is isn't a matter of us believing it, it's what we observe, and all evidence indicates. As you said, if tra- if an event caused us to feel traumatic, then people would have no choice. But two people experience exactly the same event, and they have two different reactions, especially if you take it to 100 people, they are going to be all these different reactions. I think there are certain circumstances that are by all means best avoided and avoided to experience again, such as rape, or I would never want to have to experience combat. But people that experience these things do not always have the same experience, and not all of them have it as a lingering emotional problem in their life. Yeah,
0: yeah, very good. Even something that's extreme as combat, there are some people who enlist in the military because they want to prove what a macho man they are and uh, get a purple heart or or uh, they have uh, an idea that the enemy is out to get them so they're protecting themselves things yeah. like that and so let
2: me so, just throw out in those circumstances it's not like they're two extremes ruin ruin your life emotionally or uh, become a hero there are also people that experience it that don't want to experience it and then come out of it and say well i'm glad that's over and they go on to something else
0: yeah yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Does anyone have any last words about that? Otherwise, uh, I wanted to ask Aldo a different question.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to um, uh, mention something uh, in in response to what Mick was saying. That now I agree with you completely. As a matter of fact, um, uh, you no, know, we teach that it's a fact that our thoughts cause our feelings and behaviors, not just an assumption. And and what. What drew me to um, uh, Maxi Maltzby's work originally, uh, uh, whose, whose approach was rational behavior therapy and uh, who's a student of Ellis's as well, uh, was that he, he being a physician, um, uh, uh, just mapped out the psychoneurophysiological um, reason why our thoughts cause our feelings and behaviors, not people and things and situations. So no, I agree with you. We don't uh, we don't present it as a hypothesis or a guess. You know, we present it as a fact that our thoughts cause our feelings. Yeah. You know.
0: Very good. Very good. Uh, Aldo, did you want to say a few words about any differences between REBT and what you do, Rational Living Therapy?
1: Um, it, you mean in in relation to um,
0: in relation to your therapeutic approach or therapeutic uh, assumptions.
1: You I mean, just generally speaking.
0: Yeah, generally speaking. Yeah.
1: Um, no, well, I, I think one difference is, uh, and this is um, this is based on the influence of Maxi on me. I think one difference seems to be that um, the ABCs of REBT are more. Uh, they seem to be more of a therapeutic technique uh, to help people to go to move from. Uh, unwanted emotions to to uh, more desirable emotions, whereas the ABCs that I learned from Maxie that we use uh, are the uh, are the ABCs applied to, um, to any situation or any emotion or behavior as an explanation for how a person came to feel the way. In other words, there's not the D and the E, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, to follow. So
0: so with, with Maxi's approach of rational living therapy, uh, or he called it rational behavior Rational therapy. Be,
1: behavior therapy, yeah, right, yeah. right.
0: So A, B, and C is used diagnostically and to understand the theory, but there's no D, E, and F where... Right, that, com- D- that comes later. Right,
1: right, that comes later, but not, not, in, not within the ABC and C model itself.
0: Right? I, I see, I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Okay,
1: um, yeah. And... Yeah. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's the difference that comes to my mind at the time, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, very good. Well, thanks for joining us, Aldo, uh, President of National Association of Cognitive and Behavior Therapy. Uh, thanks, Mick, my co-author. And thanks, Chris, our tech engineer, for making it all happen. And uh, if you have any thoughts about the discussion, please comment below. Give us a like if you felt positively about it. Suggest subjects you'd like us to discuss in the future. Volunteer to be a guest. We're always looking for guests. And donate to Patreon if you'd like to help support us. And subscribe to the 3-Minute Therapy Podcast to stay on the rational side of life.